Welcome to the Fire Inside Her podcast, a safe space for leadership, self-care, and community. I'm your host, Diane Schroeder, and it is my privilege to be your guide on the journey to authenticity. Hi, friend. We are back this week with my love, Josh, and we talk about music and how music is truly a form of self-care. Fact, I did a quick search on the internet, and there's an article from Hopkins Medicine that says research has shown that listening to music can reduce anxiety, blood pressure, and pain, as well as improve sleep quality, mood, mental alertness, and memory. Another article written from Harvard Medical is that listening to music or learning to play an instrument, even singing, can help all hard things in life easier. And music is a powerful agent of change. We talk a little bit about our journey with music together as a couple and individually since we met a little later in life. For me personally, music has always been the backdrop of my life. I love all genres of music. I love to listen to the words. I love how music makes me feel. And we talk about our first concert together was in January of 2022. But in reality, we were both at the same Temple of the Dog concert in San Francisco in 2016. We put this together before we even went on our first date, and that's pretty powerful. I love that Josh has introduced me to new music, new bands. I will tell you that I am not a jam band person, yet we've had a couple experiences at some shows last summer where... It was just mesmerizing. We were listening to this band called Goose and the whole Red Rocks, everyone that was there, it was a sold out show, was just in rhythm, feeling the music pulsing through our bodies and souls. It was magical and not just limited to live music, although I do think live music is the best. I just love always having music on in the background. I love sitting around the kitchen table or hanging out with friends and someone will say something and I'll say a song lyric and then someone else says the next song lyric. And it's just a great way to connect people. As far as team building and leadership, I think that a really powerful question you can ask people is, what was your first cassette or record or CD or downloaded music, depending on the age of the person you ask? And it takes people back and it's a great conversation starter. I also would like to encourage you to hit pause really quick and share this episode with three of your favorite people who could use a little inspiration with music or who would enjoy a conversation about music. And if you haven't already gone over and downloaded your free audio to kickstart your self-care routine, head over to thefireinsideher.com slash audio for your free audio to kickstart your self-care routine. And one more thing, I just want to say thank you again from the bottom of my heart for your support and 
continuing to listen week after week. Can you believe we are finishing season two? I can't. And I'm so grateful. And I'm just overwhelmed with emotion and excitement and to see how much this little podcast continues to grow. So without further ado, let's talk about music. Hi, Josh. Hi, baby. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you back on the podcast again. And we are going to talk about one of our favorite topics, and that's music. And what's important about this episode for everyone listening is that music is truly self-care. Maybe not for everyone, but for a lot of people, and definitely us. And I think before we get into how music is self-care, I would like to share the story of Pearl Jam, our first date. This is a good story. And our song. So I want you to tell me what you remember. Because we've already talked about our first date. Everyone knows, you know, that's season one. I'll put the episode in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And you can go back and listen to the story of our first date. But one of the things we talked about was music and our favorite bands and favorite shows. So I would like to hear your perspective of when we talked about Pearl Jam and our favorite Pearl Jam song. That was one of the things I think that drew us to each other on the whole dating app thing was music and how it was important to both of us. And so, of course, it came up in the conversation at dinner and we talked about what music we liked. And I don't remember what else you told me who you like besides Pearl Jam. And I was like, oh, that's cool. What's your favorite song? thought for a minute and you said daughter and i said oh that's a really cool song like that's one of my favorite songs too and i think that's really all i said that night. i don't think i alluded to to anything else you didn't you played it so cool it was like yeah. oh, pearl jam daughter's my favorite song and i think i probably rambled on why for a minute or two and then fast forward a couple months later and we had told each other that we love each other. I went on a trip, and on my way home from the trip, you sent me a text message. Must have sent you the song. Right. The so, live version. I think I said, it's one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs, and Pearl Jam is my music life, right? It's the bedrock of my music life. And I had attached myself to the song because I was at the show, at the front row, and there's a tag that they call the song Daughter. And it talks about acceptance being love. And so I think that was, you know, shortly after, like you said, we told each other that we loved each other. And we often also shared our thoughts with each other through music. And so this was a way for me to share that with you, was to share that song with you and say, listen to this part. It was really cool. I was in the airport. My flight was delayed. And yeah, we had started a music list of our songs back and forth. We communicate through music. And you said, it's great you're in the airport because you have your earbuds in. Really pay attention to the last part of the song. And I did. And my eyes got a little watery because I'm like, man, hold on in the beginning. My favorite song was Daughter. And he was just like, oh, yeah, that's a great song. And then he sends me this song that he'd heard live 20 plus years right. prior. Yeah. It was just really cool and really special. It's very special. The song to me was groundbreaking because it said those three words, acceptance is love. 
And for a lot of my life, those things didn't go together. So that really made sense to me. When I listened to it, it just resonated with me. And all my life after that, I wanted to share that song with somebody that accepted me and loved me for who I was. And so that's you. It's easy to accept and love you. So now that we got that goosebump story out of the way, another one of our cool stories, Mm -hmm. tell me about when music came into your life and how it impacted you and how it's become a form of self-care. So my parents always had music on, whether it was a record player or cassettes, CDs. They always had music on. I remember as I was a kid, Keith Green always playing in the background. And so music was always there. Growing up, I sang in the choir at church. I connected with music. It made me happy. It felt good. It was an escape at times. It's always a story. It was somebody's expression. And what I later learned is that I could interpret it however I wanted to. It wasn't forced on me. I was always into music. I didn't get into secular music as you had talked about it until high school and so that was different oh i'm sure for most of your life you listened to what we affectionately call god rock or christian music and you know it wasn't anything i find it funny when we talk now about music from the 80s rock music or some even classic rock from the 70s you're like nope i'm not familiar with that just because it wasn't part of your life And for me, similar to you, music was always on in the background. We would take road trips to Kansas and we'd be listening to cassette tapes or eight tracks. And my mom and dad had this great record collection. And I remember listening to, I think it's Little Richard, when he would sing about my dingling. And I remember giggling, driving. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, what kind of music is this? And then my older brother... 11 years older than me. And so he was at this amazing age of music in the late seventies, early eighties. And I just got to be part of it and see that with him and experience Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and Eric Clapton, Phil Collins. And he had gotten me a subscription to Rolling Stone magazine when I was like Mm, eight or nine years old, when it was the double really big wide one. So, I mean, I just can't, recall when music wasn't part of my life. My dad used to take my little brother and I to the planetarium for the Pink Floyd laser show, laser light show. (laughs) Yeah. So I've been to that agree that music just, you know, it reaches you and grabs you and it had your attention before you really got into what you said called, you know, the secular music. So tell me your experience when you really you know, it was grunge, it was alternative music, 90s music, how that really changed your life and how Pearl Jam changed your life. It was the sound. It was different than any of the quote-unquote secular music I had listened to in the past. It was totally different. The music was, I loved the guitars, I loved what sounded really deep. And then I was in high school and had my first Pearl Jam cassette. It's the album Versus. And my mom... Cut it in half, and so I couldn't listen to it anymore. I think it was a genius movie song. Anyway, it broke my heart. You know, Even Flow had come out, and that was life-changing. Not as much as it smells like Teen Spirit, but the same vein for me. It was like, 
what world's mm-hmm. even flow? What's that even mean? Mm-hmm. And then I just dove deep into lyrics and reading them and singing them and just listening to it over and over and over and over again. We talked the other day about Foo Fighters, the first album, and how I know every word of every song on that yeah. album. We all have albums like that, right? Oh, I remember Def Leppard. <laughs> Yeah, sugar on me. Absolutely. My first cassette was Madonna. My dad took me to the music store and he said, you can pick out whatever you wanted. So I picked out Madonna like a virgin. And it was the same thing. I'd listened to it over and over and I knew every word. And even prior to that, you know, if it was 50s or 60s music, just listening to it over and over, the words stuck. And I think Poison was another cassette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of hair band. Uh, when I was in middle school and late elementary school, Bon Jovi, you know, and not knowing, interpreting the lyrics completely different when I'm eight, nine, 10, than when I'm, you know, 20, 30, 40 right. years old, but just having that freedom and getting lost in the rhythm or just the, the words singing with it, you almost lose where you're at and it takes you to a, a happy space, or at least it takes me to a happy place. For me, it pulled me out of or into just that another space, of another level of just brain candy, right? Of disconnecting or not running away from, but just being getting lost in music, right? A lot of people talk about that. And yeah, it was just it was just always around. When was your first concert? I don't know what year it was. It had to be in the eighties. Uh, yeah, it had to be in the mid to late eighties. My dad took me to the old lady on Brady. Also, Oklahoma to see Michael W. Smith. So he took me to see that. I remember the music was great. We sat fairly close, but I remember we sat down the entire time. <laughs> Stand up, no standing. Well, it similar. Fast forward how many years when we saw Lauren Daigle well, last yeah, year, and it was the same thing. We are at Red Rocks. No one's really standing, and it was like being in church. And we'll talk more about the Lauren Daigle concert later on in this conversation but how cool your dad talked took you to your first show when did he become a deadhead well when he was in high school i think he and about a year two or three however many drove from tulsa Oklahoma to southern california to see oh wow or maybe 70 70 or 72 i don't remember exactly but so at least at that point he was how did that work in your house well, we didn't listen to a lot of Grateful Dead growing up. Really? Okay. I didn't discover the Grateful Dead truly until he reintroduced me to them or introduced me to them in like 20s, 30s, maybe 30s probably. Fell in love with them, just listened to, you know, typically, and you can vouch for this. When I find new music, I tend to listen to it on repeat for a solid, long period of time. Yes, that is correct. But it's how I immerse myself in it. And it is a form of self-care. New music is just appeals to me. It makes me happy. So you started, you went to your first concert, Michael W. Smith, with your dad. When was your first Pearl Jam show? Uh, 1998. So I caught my best friend and I've seen most concerts with Todd. And we lived in Wisconsin and we drove down to a place called Alpine Valley, which is in southern Wisconsin. And we'd see Pearl Jam two nights in a row at... Uh, in East Troy, and it was it changed my life. How did it change your life? Oh, Tell me more. It was almost like I was the only person in the venue. It was like there was nobody else around me, and they were singing to me. We were fairly close the first night. We were in the 
first 10 rows, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'd never been that close before to something that big. Right, because it's 98. They've been around for eight years, so they were jamming. And it was great. We saw it. We did it again two nights in a row, back to back. And so I'm, I was hooked. And then it just went on from there. And you've traveled all over the country to see Pearl yeah, Jam. Yeah, I have. Todd and I, mostly my brother. And I, and oftentimes, uh, me and uh, another buddy from Dallas, JC, and sometimes by myself, just to go see shows. That was how impactful they were. And they are the soundtrack of, you know, 1990 to present. Well, and I love it because I think I still go back to our first date. When you're like, oh, yeah, Pearl Jam. I didn't know you were a super fan. I had no idea that we're coming up on the September will be what show for you? 48. 48. You know, I can't imagine seeing a band 48 times. What I will say, what I love about our music journey is that I remember thinking about 10 years ago how much, you know, I've always loved live music. I've went to a lot of great shows and I thought maybe I could give live music up, that I wouldn't have to see it as often. And then maybe I could give travel up too. And it didn't work out very well. I couldn't. And so when we started talking about, you know, going to see shows and live music and we're talking about our favorite shows, I realized that Pearl Jam, Grateful Dead, a lot of the bands you follow, they don't play the same set list every night. I could never understand why people would go see back-to-back shows or when people come out to see Fish for three nights in a row. I'm like, well, that's got to get boring for, you know, three shows. (laughs) It blew my mind when you're like, uh, no. You chase the songs, you chase these bands, and nothing against, you know, artists that do play the same set list We've every seen night. Plenty of those. We have, and it's been incredible. It really intrigued me when you like opened my mind to that. And I'm like, all right, well, what does that mean to start chasing shows? So we'd been dating for a few months and we went to our first show in January of last year, 2022. That's right. Green Sky Bluegrass. And that's when I realized, you know, I'd been listening to their music for, you know, a month or so before. And I'm like, oh, there's some songs I like. I wonder if they'll play these. And you're like, oh, we'll check the set list. We chase it. We chase these songs. And I was like, yep. oh, my gosh, this is going to be cool. That's a different level of gooberness for me. You fall in love with these songs and hear them live is the next level for me of life changing and of self-care. Right. Going to live shows is 100% self-care for me. How? Well, I didn't know this when I was growing up, but later I learned that it's a recharge. It's a connection. You know, I can feel it in my heart now. Mm-hmm. And that's not what used to happen when I listened to music, but now it's different. And so with some of these bands, you connect with the song and to be able to hear them live and hear them raw, pure, is the best for me for live music and for you. And so we have songs that we chase, you know, it's fun because we get to see a lot of shows and have a lot of experiences. And one of these days we'll, we'll catch those songs. I love it. And we had a pretty epic first year of going to shows. It almost as much as, Hey, I know we just met, we've been on one date. You want to go to Mexico with me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it, it was, there's zero hesitation about going to shows. You've introduced me to some incredible artists that I've now seen multiple times. As many as me, some of them. Like Billy Strings and Goose, specifically those two come to mind. What I loved about Goose, so we got to go see Goose 
at Red Rocks last year. And then we saw him at Radio City Music Hall. And then well, we saw him at Radio City Music Hall first and then Red Rocks. Correct. And it was just so cool because I'm like, I don't like jam bands. I'm not really a jam band person. And then we're listening to him play. And especially at Red Rocks, I felt it the most. Like 9,000 people are just in unison with this amazing energy bouncing to the music and just getting lost in it. And everyone was so happy. No one was upset about it. Yes. Like everyone was happy. It was magical. That's the feeling, right? Yes. that It just opens your heart and you're like, wow, this is so incredible. And I always think, like, how cool would it be for the artists, too? Why else would you do it? So, yes, Chasing the Music has been amazing. And I love it so much. And I'm grateful you opened it up to me. And what I also appreciate is when I'll throw out <laughs> an artist that you may not be familiar with, but you'll go with me with an open yes. mind. And there's two that come to mind. The first, well, they're both God rock artists because it was Need to Breathe. Oh, yeah. I forget. Yeah. We, we saw and Daigle. Yep. Need both of great shows. Right. Great shows. Great experiences. It's the experience, right? Right. The songs, yeah. it was just so powerful. And with Laura Daigle, I don't know how anyone who could not feel it at that show and the power of music to release a lot of that emotion inside. I know I found Lauren Daigle to be really important to me when I was in a dark space. You have yes. your, your playlist, Absolutely. right? Like, man, I'm really sad. Or, you know, so you create these playlists in your head. And you're like, this is the music I need to listen to. What music do you go back to when you're just like, not in a great place when you're sad or depressed or, you know, not in a happy space. Most of the time I'll go to what's hot, what I'm, what's really on my mind right now. Like a lot, a lot has been goose lately, but I always, I think I told you this the other day, you know, sometimes it gets to the point where I listen to so much music, it just becomes not fulfilling in background noise. When I get to that point, I always go back to Pearl Jam and it doesn't matter what song comes on, but it, it's almost like a centering thing or a grounding thing mm -hmm. to come back to that. Those are the playlists that I go back to. Yeah, I find I definitely have, because I love all music, you know, every genre I can connect with on some level, especially when I'm doing something and it takes me back. And I remember the words, like I'm, I worry that as we grow older together, I'm not going to remember your name, but I'll remember every mm -hmm. song lyric. To, you know, it's quite possible. I find that so powerful. And even we were driving yesterday and, candle box came out and it just mm -hmm. it takes you back to that very moment i really am grateful that we are able to share that connection and we've shared really cool musical experiences together and not together and still can connect with just how powerful music is so what would be your top three favorite songs right now right now the number one song is probably Creatures by Goose. Mm. The next one is probably Wargasm by Billy Strings. Mm -hmm. We saw it live a couple weeks ago. It did. It was, it was, felt really good. Mm -hmm. Last one is probably uh, Tom Petty. What did I tell you this morning? <laughs> Don't come around here no more, Tom Petty. Those would be my top three. My go-tos would always be and you're welcome for introducing me to all those things, but you have introduced me to all kinds of music that I 
I had never heard or maybe listened to in a different way, didn't have perspective on. And I love that about you. We always have music playing in the house. We got home today from taking a walk and music started playing. And I love that we share that. It's really special for me to have that connection with you. I agree. It's important for self-care. It's important for intimacy. It's one of our love languages. How we talk back and forth is I can send you a song or, you know, a song will start playing in my own personal jukebox in my head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, it brings me to the moment. Last year, we saw a lot of really cool shows, like all over the country. Yeah. It was an epic year for shows. What was your favorite show last year? It had to be Goose at Radio City Musical. You bought the tickets. You surprised me with the tickets. It's total coincidence that they were there, we were there, etc. So epic day, Yankee Stadium for a no-hitter during the day, quick shower, and then Goose at Radio City Musical. I think that was probably the best. So many. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll probably tell them all how many, I mean, who all we saw last year, but holy smokes. That was a really, really good day. And just to have that surprise of going to see Goose at Radio City. It was the second time I'd seen them. Where they played an acoustic set. For me, my favorite show last year, Goose at Red Rocks was spectacular, but it would definitely be the Lauren Daigle show that we saw at Red Rocks. The experience, Rocks. The experience. Right? The VIT tickets. Yeah. And we got to see her do a warm-up set and just talk to the fans and just really feel her energy and that energy. And that was a spiritual experience to be there. I would say a close Elton John. That was the one that came to my mind was Elton John. And then right after that was Stevie Nicks. Nostalgic a little bit, but there's a lot of other stuff in between Billy Strings and Pro Jam. Need to breathe. What advice would you give for my audience to bring more music in their lives? Just be open to listening to different music. Somebody says, hey, check this out. Check it out. Give it a listen. Three weeks ago, almost to the day, I was given music by the revivalists. Never heard them before. And I gave it a chance. I love it. It's great music. So I'd say be open and let it get you to the point of happy. And don't be afraid to dance to it. Yes. Dance well, but yes. <laughs> Let it move you. Let it move you however it does. I would say that too. And I would say I would offer to play more music in the house or in the radio, in the car. And it really is a great way to connect you with other people. It's a great way for connection with your kids. You know, I love when we're downstairs watching TV and you can hear a little man upstairs. And when he's in the shower, he's blaring music and you know, that's always been a calming thing for him. And I don't always agree with the music that he listens to, but I love that he listens to it and it he feels it and it impacts him. So I would say use music as that tool to also build community. You know, it's great for self-care, but it's also a great way to build community with other fans and music fans. And, you know, you don't have to be able to sing. You don't have to be able to play an instrument to really appreciate music and the artwork with it. And I think like yesterday when we're playing dominoes for mom's birthday and with this amazing playlist on and myself and my two sister-in-laws are like singing every word to every song. And it was just this happy, like it was contagious. I think that the other thing I would say, I would just take yours a little bit further. 
make sure your kids listen to music, expose them to music because it will change their lives, give them memories, create those connections, right. With other people and it will serve them well and allow them the freedom to have that music blaring. Right. I'm grateful that my son has been gifted that, that your son has been gifted that for us share that. It's a love line, like you said. I agree. The last story that I want to tell that I think is really cool that we did when we sent out the wedding invitations. And on the back, we put, you know, predict a song to play. And as we got the RSVPs back, we compiled this incredible playlist and we listened to not even all of it and have goosebumps the entire time. And it was just beautiful, made me realize how grateful I am to our community and our family and our friends that you know, have this shared connection of music. That was amazing yesterday. We felt the music that people had suggested. And we said, look, woof, this is mind-blowing. It's magic. And let's just put it away until, you know, the wedding gets here. And it's going to be great to share that. Great idea. I love it. And the other thing I would say is go back to times in your life that, you know, whether it was you, you know, younger you, younger versions of you, and just think about the music that was important then to you then and listen to it and give your inner child a little bit of love with that music, that soundtrack of your life and, you know, feel it and just even sad songs, even if you need to cry, sometimes music helps you do that. So thank you. I'm so proud of you. It's amazing to be here. And to see your smile when we talk about music, it's really, really cool. I'm proud of you and I love you. It's great to be here. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to this episode. Curious on what to do next? Go ahead and follow wherever you're listening to this podcast so you can get updates each week when new episodes are released. And head on over to thefireinsideher.com slash audio for a free audio to help you get started on your self-care journey. Until next time, remember, you are a badass and you are not alone. <laughs>